Empire. Deal back to Hachimura. Um, first off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It was more just shocking to hear from him and understanding that he gets the most assists from me and the most spoon-fed baskets ever. You know, the culture is actually damn good. To sit up there and to say you don't have a culture problem in the nation's capital, everything about the organization points to a culture issue. One guy took his in another guy's shoe. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it. It's disrespectful. It was like Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What's up, guys? We're not gonna be fucking sunk this year! We're the Stanley Cup champions! This podcast is all over social media, so follow us on Twitter at Beltway Bro Pod, Instagram at Beltway underscore sports underscore bros underscore podcast. Also, the Facebook group, just search Beltway Sports Bros Podcast. And you can also find us at BeltwaySportsBros.com. There's a podcast player right on the front page. If someone you know doesn't want to or know how to download a podcast app or even knows what a podcast is, just tell them to go to the website and hit play. Simple as that. Thank you for joining us today. We are the Beltway Sports Bros. I'm Matt Vazana, and as always, my brother, Noel. Noel, how's everything going? Had a couple days off here, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's going well. It's going well. With this two days a week, we're getting a little bit more rejuvenated per show. If you can see, Mm -hmm. my tone's a little bit happier these days, and plus... There's one victory that is going to happen for me this weekend, guaranteed. What's up? Maryland, Ohio State was canceled. That's a win. That's that's a win. <laughs> that's a win. I'll take it. Fuck it. It wasn't canceled. It was delayed, right? They're not. Canceled. They're still going to have to play. Canceled. Canceled. Really? Big Ten cancels games. Look at Wisconsin. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. They're not doing the SEC crap and trying to postpone and salvage what's not salvageable. Um, they're just canceling the game. So it's a W, man. That is a win. And now you're looking no forward to Michigan State? <laughs> Let's do this thing. Wow. Yeah. Good for the Big Ten. No, I mean, I would have liked to have seen what their potential would have been. But shit, I'll take the cancellation. Oh, absolutely. Well, congratulations. I was actually looking forward to Baby Tua doing the same thing. I want to see, you know, kind of a measuring stick, see if they're actually for real. But I'm good. Win by default. Now no chance win. for the national championship. You should be thrilled about that. You know. <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, later on, some big news. The top five is returning. You know, no guests this week. So yeah, should I'm be ready. a really good one, too. I, I'm, I'm excited about this one. Hopefully it doesn't easy, fall flat. We'll see. Easy. <laughs> but let's start off with a preview of the Week 10 NFC matchup pitting the 2-6 and six Washington football team. And they're traveling to Detroit to play the 3-5 and five Lions in... Adrian Peterson's revenge game. <laughs> Just he- as, as I was feeling myself getting a little bit happy, then it's like when Washington comes into your mind, you're like, oh. Yeah. It's a moment of sobriety. <laughs> well, we got to talk about it, Noel, so I pull know, yourself I together. <laughs> so that should be fun. Hey, I wanted to real quick quote what Adrian Peterson said this week, if that's okay. Yeah. He was asked about Washington, and he said, quote, he didn't seem very happy about this, by the way. He said, quote, I don't really know how to describe it. It's kind of like, I guess, a gunshot. Like, damn, I just got hit in the gut, you know? Things kind of changed for you. Residents, my family was getting ready to come that following week, so everything was kind of put on hold. It was like a different game plan had to be pieced together rather quickly, end quote. Doesn't sound like a happy person right there. And I, I think he's going to run with a vengeance. I know. That's I, what I'm worried and, about. And you know what? Two weeks oh, in a row. We go. <laughs> Two weeks in a row, I'm rooting for the running back. Come on, AP. Let's do this thing. 
Uh, I mean, I, I'm still, I still want Washington to win, but I want him to give a nice little fuck you to the sideline. I have Be- no doubt that he will. He's barely playing, but I think that they're going to give him some time this he's week. He's leading the team in rushing. Well, the last two weeks he hasn't really played. No, much, I mean Swift is Swift is back. We'll talk about it, but I think um, that's going to be a ni- nice little one-two potentially. Yeah. It just sucks. Adrian Peterson's on a whole nother level than Alfred Morris, and Alfred Morris had his way. And, you know, he's motivated to kick the shit out of him, so. I would be. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I mean that- shit, we did a breaking news story on Adrian Peterson. I'm at damn work. And, uh, People you are know, seeing you in the car, like yeah. a, screaming like a crazy person. <laughs> screaming. I mean, <laughs> I can only imagine if somebody walked by and I'm just screaming berserko inside my car. It, it must have been a sight to behold. But well, I saw I saw you looking around like, did that person see me? Go? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, hey, he deserves to be pissed off. And he's motivated. And, and I hope he runs like it. Well, I wouldn't doubt it. So let me start with the game as I typically do. The game's going to be on Sunday at 1 o'clock, be on Fox. The Lions are four-and-a-half-point favorites. Last week, the Lions were beat pretty handily against Minnesota, who's a shitty team themselves, 34-20. to And the Giants, as we know, completed the sweep of Washington with a final score of 23-20. to As far as injuries go, as of Thursday for Washington, obviously Kyle Allen's out for the year. Left tackle, Jerron Christian, did not practice, probably not going to play. Something to watch out for, though. Kicker Dustin Hopkins was limited because of a groin injury. Finally, um, the guy's starting to look like a damn kicker, and now he's got a groin injury. <laughs> no, I was going to say, it must have been that 48-yarder. You God. Know, he, he put a lot of strain on there. Yeah. Put him out of commission. I'm sure he'll be fine. It wouldn't surprise me if Rivera didn't run out and get one. You know, So we'll be fine with, I guess, never kicking. Just go for two-point conversions. Trust way. Trust way. I don't know if he can kick. <laughs> he's the best player on the team. Why not? But um, as for Detroit, quarterback Matthew Stafford was a full go. He was in contact with somebody that tested positive for COVID, but he practiced fully. Also, wide receiver uh, Kenny Galladay and tight end TJ Hawkinson both missed practice on Thursday. So those two missing the game would be very helpful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So let's get started with the Washington offense versus Detroit defense. You go first, Noel. You do your thing. All right. Well, I started every time. Uh, this team needs to run the ball. Mm. I don't know really what else to say about it. Uh, Gibson ran the ball six times last week. They ran the ball a total of nine times. Detroit is one of the worst run defenses in the league. Mm-hmm. It's just math. I don't understand where else we need to talk about this beyond they have a quarterback that hasn't started a football game in two years. He threw three picks last week. He had glimpses. But Detroit's weakness is their run defense. So run the fucking ball. Okay? Just run it. I can't preface that enough. Danny Shelton might be out. Nick Williams might be out. They're questionable. Those are their two mainstays on their defensive front. And they're not even that good to begin with. So what else is there? Just utilize the run. Just try to incorporate that in your offense. That's all I'm asking. I'm not saying to run the ball 40 times. Dalvin Cook ran for 206 yards last week. Yeah. He's the probably the best running back in the league. But shit, we can't run for 100? That's all I'm saying. I'm not going to do X's and O's shit. I'm just looking at the numbers. I've watched Detroit games. I've watched Washington games. And I just feel like this is a glaring hole that they need to fill. Yeah, I mean, I can't agree more. Uh, to win this game, Washington's offense needs to run the ball. Last week, I said they needed to pass. I didn't think that they were going to run nine times. You know, I think that they could have had a little more balance on that one. Nine times is inexcusable. I don't give a shit what happens. 
as far as fumbles and this and that. They weren't, yeah, they were down, but we've gone through this song and dance before. Yeah, yeah. They're down early. You can't just completely abandon the run game because you're down by 14, 17, 20 points. If you're down by that in the fourth quarter, sure, but you can't just abandon it. You know, it's absurd. And this is Turner's M.O., this is what he does. And this isn't just a one-game thing. I mean, this is becoming... Yeah, we talk about it every week. Every week. Every week. We could probably just replay the last Re- previews because the only one that I've had different is the Giants game. And when I said it's going to be on the quarterbacks, which I thought was Kyle Allen, I didn't think that it'd be nine rushes. I mean, nine rushes is basically not running the ball at all. Right. I mean, not. it basically is. And there's no effort to put that into the equation. There really is excusable. And Detroit has the third worst rush defense in the league. That's one above. Guess who? Dallas. Antonio Gibson looked like an all pro against Dallas and they can do it again. And they should. Washington showed that they can run on a shitty run defense. They can't run on an average run defense, but they apparently can run on a shitty one, especially if they try. Well, that's the first step. Right. You know, so they need to do that. This is Alex Smith's first start in two years, like you mentioned. They cannot put a lot on him. They cannot expect him to throw 40 times this game. Their defensive backs are not bad. They're not grandiose. They don't stand out. But that's the strength of their defense in a, well, they're a shitty defense. But if you were going to give them a strength, that's it. Considering they have no pass rush, no run defense, their D-backs are doing the best they can under the circumstances. They're almost like the opposite of Washington, where our defensive backs show up well because of our defensive front. They're the opposite. Their defensive backs are doing the best that they can. Alex Smith in this game needs to stay in his fucking lane, okay? And they need to set him up for success. I'm more than happy in this game and will not criticize Alex Smith if all of I see is dink and dunk shit. Oh, I have will. no You'll issue with plenty it. of that. <laughs> no, no, I know we will, especially he's running scared and his tail between his legs after that performance last week. We talked about that before, but yeah. seriously, that needs to be part of the game plan to give him short shit, set up third and shorts and establish that running game. I think they can be successful doing that if they do it. Yeah. And again, it's Norv Jr.'s MO. If the running game's working and we've only really seen it once this year, and that's the Cowboys game. And he's stuck with it. Any other game, he's abandoned it very quickly. And yeah, they've gone down every game other than that one early on. But somebody's got to get in this guy's ear and say, look, motherfucker, you got to stick to this run. I don't give a shit what's happening. Pound the ball. And eventually, we've seen it time and time again, the defensive line grows tired. Even if you're not necessarily being successful at first. And I just think that this guy is just not a patient play caller in any way. Right. And he's still young. His first real season of calling plays outside of those few games, what, six or seven games with the Panthers last year, which is so strange because Norv Sr., we'll call him, (laughs) Norv Sr. actually was an extremely patient play caller. Mm -hmm. He would pound the ball, set up the run. You know, he would throw the ball when it looked like they were going to run, run when they were going to pass. And he was a great offensive coordinator. I I don't know why, if he's talking to Norv about this, about how to set up a game plan. Look, the bottom line is Detroit gives up 30 points a game. Okay. Dallas gives up 32. Right. What did they score against Dallas? 23? Something Every time like that? They, get, they play a team that has a team that gets still scored on easily, they haven't met that total. Their offense, it's not like it's doing well and successful in the manner in which they're playing. I just don't understand. We talked about this when the season, even before the season started. The strength of this team is their defense. Get out of the defense's way. 
Hold on to the ball. Alex Smith, his entire career has been considered a game manager, right? Well, manage the fucking game. Yeah. That's all we need you to do and get out of our way. We don't need to get on defense on short field. We've talked about this before with the defense. A turnover, they never get a three and out. There's always some type of big play that happens during that outing. Get out of the defense's way. I don't want to see Washington just getting off the field on a three and out defensively and then having to put that helmet right back on because there was a turnover or a quick three and out or whatever because you decided to pass the ball on first and second down. I don't want to see any of that. Get out of the defense's way and allow this team to utilize their strengths for more than two games in a season. Well, I would say this. They need to go out of their way to make third and manageable. Yes, absolutely. So I don't really care if they run, if they do a a quick screen or something, an extension of the run to make that, but maybe we'll run on first down, do a little quick out for five yards, and now we're talking third and four, third and three, a much more manageable down. They've been better on third downs since, you know, well, with Kyle Allen, but Alex Smith, that remains to be seen. We have a, a very small sample size there. But as you mentioned, this goes without saying, but the offense needs to limit turnovers. Yeah. And that's it. Washington is minus six in turnover differential right now, which is kind of mind blowing considering the amount that they have. They've turned the ball over 16 times this year, seven picks, eight fumbles, one or two on special teams. This is exactly what they can't do. It was difficult before when they were getting three and out after three and out after three and out, but I'd much rather take one of those turnovers away and make it a three and out and let Tress Way pin him back. Oh, absolutely. At the yeah. five. So I don't see Alex Smith throwing a lot of picks, but I also don't see him throwing 325 yards this week. I hope he doesn't He's gonna have be, to. I hope he doesn't have to, too. But I'm saying that he averaged over 10 yards uh, pass last week. That's unheard of for him. So if he goes back to kind of the mean with Alex Smith, maybe... 220, averaging seven yards a, a pass, something like that. That's all you really need this game if they're actually attempting the run sure. the ball. Kirk Cousins last week barely threw the ball. He threw for three touchdowns. He had a, a very limited attempt day, but he was successful in the game. I mean, uh, God help me that I'm speaking positively of him, but they went into it with a game plan and said, we're going to run the freaking ball. Where opportunities arise in the passing game, we will take them. And that's the philosophy, right. and that's that's just the bottom line of the whole thing. And it's not complicated. It ain't brain surgery. So I would see that Turner would probably, and he knows that's the weakness, and I think we're going to see something similar to what he did against the Cowboys, we'll hopefully. See. Anyway, <laughs> we'll see. All right, well, let's go to the Washington defense versus the Detroit offense, okay? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do that. All right, <laughs> so... For me to win this game, the Washington defense needs two turnovers, minimum. Detroit is minus two in turnover differential. They've turned it over nine times. To me, Washington will probably have a minimum of two turnovers this week. Is that week. the money ball for you? Yeah. I'm looking at it. And, on and base I'm looking percentage? At, I'm looking plus at the two math. Plus two on turnover and, ratio win. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. They don't need to be plus two. They just need to be even. Oh, okay. Is what well, I'm yeah, saying. Shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Meaning that if they had two less turnovers against the Giants, they would have won that game easily. Oh, yeah. I think anybody, a blind man could see that. Right. But that's with having three turnovers being minus three in turnover differ- differential. They need to be even in this one because expect the offense to fuck up somewhere or special teams even. God forbid if their punter has a dropping punt or something that you know they're not prepared for that they had an entire bye week and played the team three weeks prior. Just not to be aware of that <laughs> anyway. But... <laughs> Detroit is one of the worst rush offenses in the league, as they are one of the worst rush defenses in the league. So Rivera was talking about gap control was the issue on the D-line. 
in the last game. That's why they were giving that up. I don't know if anybody remembers this, but I've said from the very beginning that I thought the D-line was undersized and I thought they were going to get run on this year because they've got a lot of pass rushers. Uh, Jonathan Allen's undersized. Obviously, Deron Payne is not. But when you have one of the guys, they don't have two beasts there on the defensive line. I like Jonathan Allen, but he's more of a pass rushing defensive lineman, defensive tackle. It's great. Washington's right now ranked third in the league in sacks. They're averaging like three and a half sacks a game. But my concern is they're turning into a bunch of Bruce Smiths at the twilight of his career, just (laughs) aiming for the quarterback. (laughs) That's what's happening, though, right? They don't seem to give a shit about stopping the run. Chase Young seems to be the only one that kind of breaks the momentum of going after the quarterback and then running back. It shouldn't come to that point that he has to chase down the the running back. They need to stop that shit in its track. There's absolutely no excuse for this front seven that they should have to bring an eighth guy in the box. They are far too talented. Maybe not the linebackers quite as much, but Cole Holcomb has been a huge upgrade and that front four should be able to handle shit on their own. Stop the run and let your number one pass defense do the rest. That's what I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I think that Detroit is going to look a little bit better in the running game because of DeAndre Swift is being more incorporated in the offense now and he's had a lot of injuries this year. So I think that they're going to try a little thunder and lightning thing with Adrian Peterson and Swift. And I think that could be a little damaging. I think they can run the ball okay. I mean, Swift is a quick back and he's Swift. And he, yeah, he is. He's Swift. (laughs) But here's the deal Matthew Stafford isn't a chump. Okay, he's played injured all year. He always plays injured all year. I know, but he's really played injured all year. He didn't even practice last week before the Minnesota game, and he looked came out looking like shit, like he hadn't practiced all week. This week he's practiced. This week he's got Swift at 100%. Now, if Galladay plays, Washington's got some problems. We talked about it last week with the Giants being fast on at receiver. This team's fast at receiver, and they've got talented receivers. Marvin Jones, Galladay... Archul- um Amendola. That's Archuleta. a nice little three, huh? Archuleta. Archuleta, God help us all. <laughs> but yeah, and Amendola, that three is a good receiving core, okay? Yeah. Plus you add in Hawkinson, the tight end. He might not play. Might not play, but if he does, that's an issue. That's four guys that Washington's defenses could have problems with. Plus the fact that you add the running back situation. I think that this offense is good, and Stafford can fling the ball with the best of them. Oh, yeah. He always seems to do pretty well against us. Right. I see this offense being able to be successful, especially if they're given life. This team is not bad offensively. They aren't. No, they're they're middle of the pack. Yeah, they're middle of the pack team, and I think that they can find some vulnerabilities in Washington's defense. Now, They've got to get to Stafford straight up. The guy's banged up. He can turn the ball over. We've talked about this, about getting these quarterbacks off their feet. And I want to see a good sack game out of these guys. I think, honestly, against the Giants, he probably played his worst game. I looked at it back, and yes, he was involved, but I didn't see him a whole lot. All right, well, they still sacked Daniel Jones five times in that game. So Get to Stafford. He'll turn the ball over. He did it twice last week. But if you give him time, he can pick you apart. That's it. And don't get it to a point where he has a final drive because he will beat you. He seems to do that every single time at the end of the fourth quarter. So <laughs> yeah, It's his MO. Uh, it's his MO. So if Kenny uh, Galladay doesn't play, they have no wins. This yeah. is an interesting stat. If he does play, they've won three of four. Yeah. So let's uh, cross our fingers he doesn't play. <laughs> no, I mean, Stafford loves the guy. It. There's a connection there. But if he plays, they can have serious problems. And uh, 
We'll see. I hope they can stop the running game, which, like you said, Lions don't have much of one, but stop the running game so Stafford doesn't have that relief. Yeah. All right. Let's get to predictions. Yeah. All right. You want to go first? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. I told you in the last show, (laughs) I was not going to be a sheep anymore, and I was not going to be blind. And I'm not doing this out of spite to one idiot. This is a legitimate from the little brain I have left. Detroit, 28. Washington, 24. Okay. That's it. Stafford had a week to practice. They got eaten alive by Minnesota last week, and I think they were going to want to rebound. Hey, they have three wins. They're still fighting for something as well, and I think they're going to come out that way. And I think Adrian Peterson is going to be in that locker room like a wild animal, and I think he's going to come out and play like that. I'm not saying the guy's going to freaking bust it. That yak yardage, it's going to take three guys to bring that fucker down. It's going to be like the Titans game last year. I'm telling you, man. Was it last year or the year Uh, before? Yeah, well, he was unbelievable in that game. Anyway, all right, let me do mine. Both teams desperately need this win, regardless of if Washington has a chance or not. I mean, they're still in it, and so is Detroit. They're last in their division right now with three wins, but it's a very tight race. I think that Washington is going to get to Stafford. But I think they're going to refocus on stopping the run. I think that they know what their issues are right now with gap control. I think they do have good defensive coaches and are going to fix that. And I think on the offensive side, they are going to refocus on running the ball because it's actually going to work. And I think we're going to see a kind of a similar situation with the Cowboys game, not a blowout like it was, but I'm going to go with Washington. Washington wins 23-17. There you go. Okay. Hey, I hope. Magically, they're all of a sudden going to change their philosophy in a matter of a week. Magically, now they're going to be able to get in their gaps, which they haven't done all year. And magically, they're all of a sudden their philosophy in football is going to change on the offensive side of the ball, where they're just going to run the ball all over the place, and Gibson's going to get tosses, and I just don't see it happening. I hope it does, but I don't see them just completely being able to do a 180 in six days. No, what I'm saying is that... I know what you're saying. What- When something works, they seem to do it, and on offense at least, and they did that with the Cowboys, and I think that's going to be the plan because Detroit's proven they can't stop the run on a consistent basis. Yeah, if Gibson comes out and runs the ball 20 yards on his first run, they'll probably stick with it. If he runs for three, they'll pass the ball. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right. Moving on to the top five. You guys ready? Let's Let's do do it. All right. So there have been some stupid tweets this past week or week and a half-ish. One being our defensive coordinator, Jack Del Rio. (laughs) He was responding on Twitter to Riverboat Hostage. What a great name. (laughs) (laughs) Aren't we all? So Riverboat Hostage said to Del Rio and Ron Rivera, this was directed towards them, instead of... (laughs) Instead of stumping for universal health care and bragging about registering everyone to vote, instead of clapping back at Brian Baldinger about your defense, let's focus on winning, which is your job. And then Jack Del Rio said, take your whiny butt somewhere else. You're not the boss of me. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> what I idiot. mean, he put him in his place. You're not the boss. I- 
It had to be a joke, right? I mean, nobody talks like I that. I would hope so. You're not the boss of me. I hope so. I and mean, then- <laughs> go ahead. Some of the shit that's come out of that fool's mouth, I, I would hope that he just said that just to be a playful idiot. I don't know. Ugh, such a moron, but all right. And another one from Falcons, Tacarus McKinley. It got him released, actually. Apparently, he's been trying to get traded for two years, and they finally said, fuck it, we're releasing you. But And he wrote, these Atlanta Falcons turned down a second round draft pick when I requested to get traded last year. The same Falcons turned down a fifth and sixth round draft pick from multiple teams when I requested to get traded this year. I only have 17 and a half career sacks. And then he did clown emojis after that. Three of them, actually. So, um, yeah, got him released. See ya. So, in the spirit of these stupid tweets, kind of had the idea of making our own list, which these two don't make. There's just kind of a precursor to the list. Kind of spurred it on. Yeah. So, we had the idea to do a top five of athletes' most idiotic tweets. <laughs> I think that speaks for itself. So, let's start. Noel, what's your number five? All right. Yeah, let's do it. So, I'm starting out a little light, and this is a shout out for Matt, actually. It's for his um his DC Defenders XFL squad. Oh. RIP. Yeah, they're back, baby. The Rock. When? Uh, <laughs> 2021. Oh, yeah. Obviously, you don't read Twitter, Noel. Just like Marvel movies are back, right? They really yeah. are coming back. <laughs> well, good for them. We'll see. The Rock owns it. All right. Well, this is from uh, Cardell Jones. This is when he was with Ohio State. Another fellow Ohio State quarterback that Matthew loves. Well. This is when he was at Ohio State. Why should we have to go to class if we came here to play football? We ain't come to play school. Classes are pointless. (laughs) He's so right. I mean, it's damn true. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you think we didn't know that, Cardell? Yeah. Really? But still, what an idiot. You don't say that, but it's kind of universally known that if you go to Ohio State, you're not there to play It's kind of universally known that 95% of the guys that go to play college football ain't going there for school time. It just is. The guy leaves early and, you know, plays sporadically in the NFL. And now he's with your uh, DC. Well, we don't even know if he's with the DC Defenders anymore. No, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, they'll so, probably have a completely new roster. So I guess but, he should have played, should have stayed in school. <laughs> yeah. Lesson for you kids. Yeah. Stay in school. Stay in school. All right, so my number five is former Steelers running back Rashard Mendenhall when he defended Osama bin Laden. It's a good person to defend. Yeah, I would think so. (laughs) His tweet was, what kind of person celebrates death? It's amazing how people can hate a man they have never met, they have never even heard speak. We've only heard one side. Then he followed that tweet up with, uh, somebody, I guess, responded to him like, you're a fucking idiot. And he said, we'll never know what really happened. I just have a hard time believing a plane could take a skyscraper down demolition style. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> So apparently he's a 9/11 conspiracy theorist. Oh Jesus. You know, as an American, American, I mean, I think everybody was kind of get behind the idea of Osama bin Laden getting plowed down, but apparently he didn't. So good for him. You know, everybody's got their own opinion. Do they? Do they? I think that's I mean, one universal like, opinion that, yeah, that everybody I mean, can agree on. I know that people are divided in things, but shit, man. How else did he think that the buildings went down? I'm just curious when these people have these conspiracy theories. When you see a building go into it, do you think that like people took time out of their day to CGI uh, planes well, going into buildings? Well, I, I, I have watched some conspiracy theory documentaries Why? on 9-11. I don't know, just for the fuck of it, but... 
basically, they're saying that the government implanted bombs because it's impossible for a plane to make those drop perfectly straight down. Oh, yeah, shit like that. I see. I don't I agree see. with it. I'm just, you know, I like to hear different sides. I see. So, so basically... Maybe I'm in the Mendenhall camp. I don't know. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, you want me to buy you that that flat earth globe that they have? I already got it. I'm oh, good. you do? Okay, yeah, yeah. cool. I got, I got three of them. Jeez, man. So dumb. Anyway, go on. All right, so I'll go. My number four is, this one's insane, but when Paul George offended Ray Rice after he beat the shit out of his girlfriend on camera, if anybody remembers that, when there was that elevator cam, he just basically smashed her face on that handrail, whatever it was, you know, that it's in a, yeah. that's in an elevator. And the drag out, like the, the <laughs> elevator was closing and then opened back up again because her body's being pulled out. Right. Uh, so, you know, I thought yeah, this was a smart tweet by Paul. One. Yeah. So what Paul George said, quote, I don't condone hitting women or think it's a coup, but if she ain't tripping, then I ain't tripping. Let's keep it moving. LOL. Let the man play. What the fuck? Are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, hey, she don't go crazy. I won't go crazy. <sighs> okay. So he's basically in one part of the sentence, he's not condoning hitting women. But then at the other part is basically like, if she's crazy, then I guess you should hit the shit out of her. I, I don't. I guess that's what he's saying, but then I don't really understand. I guess it ain't and- nobody above an ass whooping, Matt. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> I mean, uh, the timing. It's just, what are you doing, man? Let the man play. Let the, let him play. Yeah. I mean, he. Sees I guess it. he was thinking about himself at a later date. Yeah, Maybe yeah, if he did think, it. You just, know. Hey, man. Yeah, he wanted Ray Rice to be a trailblazer. <laughs> for if you kick the shit out of a woman, you get away with it then it's fair game after that. Shit, I didn't even get caught on camera doing it. All she did was show up with a black eye. <laughs> well, Ray Rice definitely was a trailblazer because uh, now you get an instant six-game suspension when you do that in the NFL. So, yeah, what, what a fucking moron. What's your number four, Noel? Actually, coincidentally enough, that was my number four as well. Ah, okay. Yeah, it was. Just an idiot comment. And most of these are just the timing of them. I could see even saying something like a reporter asks you a question and you're blindsided and you just say something stupid. But when you're tweeting, you're actually typing something in and sending it. Yeah. I mean, you're thinking about it and it's on your mind to the point that you are typing. I just don't get it. Anyway. They're handlers or they're, they're you know, whatever you want to call them. What are they called that uh, Vander Holyfield has? His camp. His camp or entourage. <laughs> yeah. They should really have somebody who handles their Twitter account. And, you know, it's amazing to me that more and more of these idiots continue to write stupid shit. Oh, Matt. I mean, when we were looking at these, at some of these tweets, I mean, we could have made a list of 50. It could have been top yeah. 50. <laughs> it's unbelievable. We're just picking some, but I mean, some of these were just out of control. Yeah. Like this next one. But you have the number three, so go All right, ahead. I have the number three. So this is Stevie Johnson. Now, this guy's a nut job. If anybody doesn't remember him, he was a receiver. He played for the Bills. Yeah. Um, always said shit, talked shit, just out the side of his mouth all the time. But this one was funny to me. So <laughs> I guess they were, they were playing the Steelers, and he dropped a critical ball to win the game against the Steelers when he was I vaguely with remember that actually yeah when he was with that's, Buffalo. What, that's when they were wearing those clown uniforms the clown like, uniforms every color like the, yeah, blue the, the, and red. the shoulder pad blue and the, God, just all so over bad. the damn place so horrible but this is so what what he said after the game because he dropped that critical ball and this is about God hmm. he's tweeting to God here okay he's listening yeah and he's listening it's very important to him about Stevie Johnson's drop ball 
and this is all in caps. I praise you 24-7, and this is how you do me? (laughs) What? (laughs) You expect me to learn from this? How? I'll never forget this, ever. Thanks, Doe. (laughs) Doe? How do you spell that? T-H-O? T-H-O. Okay. Yeah, so... He's bitching at God about that he dropped this ball. Like, dude, I've been in your camp all this time. I've been, you know, rooting that's for... Like, <laughs> that's like Conan. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Conan? Yeah. No, remember when Conan yeah, was... Yeah, uh, what was yeah. his god? Crumb. Crumb. Yeah. Crumb. Or like when um, <laughs> Joe Boo. Yeah. If Fuck you, you Joe Boo. <laughs> I do it myself. <laughs> uh, and then ends it with, thanks, though. Thanks, you know, but, you know, thanks. Yeah. I don't want to get... Let's end on a, uh, yeah, on a nice yeah, let's note end here. On a high let's note. Not, he started, seeing, he started seeing the clouds move <laughs> as he was tweeting it. And then all of a sudden, thanks, though. <laughs> For all the, uh, the Jesus folk out there, just curious, do you have to tweet something like that? Can't you just think it and talk to God yourself? That's what I thought. I don't know. Maybe, you know, well, maybe God has a tweet camp. Oh, yeah, that's a good possibility. <laughs> if someone's going to have one, I mean, wouldn't he have one? You got to say, I mean, he shit, he's how many followers do you think he has? Oh, I, I venture he's doing more than good. Trump. Pretty good. Than, yeah, <laughs> I bet you say he's doing pretty damn good. Good for him. He gets residuals from that. I have no doubt people posting uh, ads and things. God's got to get paid, too. Yeah, he does. All right. Well, my number three is basketball player Larry Nance Jr. I'm sure many of you have heard of him. Some maybe haven't, but this was, <laughs> this one's kind of in bad taste considering Kobe Bryant's no longer with us, but I thought I'd throw it on here anyway. I uh, so- do. <laughs> they think I'm the asshole. <laughs> well, you know, Kobe wasn't a choir boy, you know, no, back in no, the day. No, no, he wasn't. I mean, okay. it, 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 just because he died doesn't mean that, yeah, you know, no, all that yeah, other yeah. shit gets wiped away. We all got skeletons. Yeah, well, he has plenty, so had in past tense, I should say. But anyway, so Larry Nance said, gee... I sure hope Kobe can keep his hands to himself in Denver this time. Hashtag rapist. God. That was back in 2012, so pretty uh, <laughs> pretty up well, on the Well, at least he was that... still alive when he said it. Oh, yeah. He was alive. He was playing. He was yeah, on his yeah. way to Denver. He was, and, he was um... in Denver. He was playing. Just Jesus. hands on a ball. <laughs> we think. You know, he deleted that pretty quickly, but it never disappears off the yeah. internet. So they found it. Nance later apologized to his teammate before training camp, and uh, they put the issue behind him. So how do you put that issue behind you? I don't know, but he joined him on the team. No, I know. I know. It's crazy. Talk about a conversation. Well, obviously, Kobe's no LeBron. I'm amazed that he even allowed him on the team. That's, uh, That's speaking volumes right there for him. Damn, man. He walks into the locker room, and on top of that, he capped it off with hashtag rapist. I mean, he could have just ended it with the Denver part. Yeah, he didn't even dance around it. Yeah, like innuendo it, like, oh, you know, Denver, whatever happened there, happened there. Mm -hmm. You know, but damn, I'm going to make it abundantly clear here (laughs) what I am talking about. I'm going to throw in hashtag rapist. (laughs) Yeah, just in case there's any any question about what I'm discussing. Not playing grab ass or anything like that. Nah, we're going full out. It's going going in. Yeah, right for it. Didn't mince words, and nope. you know, and and um, credit to Kobe for letting him come to the Lakers, and MJ wouldn't have done that. Well, MJ destroys good people, <laughs> <laughs> let alone someone that fuck with him like that. Shit, he's released people for just talking shit because they scored a basket on him. Imagine what he would have done in this situation. Good yeah. lord, LeBron Prophet never be the same. <laughs> All right, Noel, what's your number two? 
All right, so my number two is... Now, for anybody, I'm just giving a couple of them because this thing goes on for a long time, and it's awesome. It's between LaShawn McCoy and baby mama Stephanie Massinet or whatever. I don't know. They had a son mm. together. It was one of those hit and go, I guess. So, uh, Not too this, far, obviously. Yeah, I know. So at this point, I guess she's looking for child support, and they're going back and forth. Relationships gone south, yada, yada. You know the story. So he's going off on Twitter. And this is the first one that he does. He says, I hit you in a week without knowing your name. That sounds like a rap song. <laughs> yeah, it should be. <laughs> Maybe he got it from one. Who knows? It's pretty good. Yeah. My son, the only reason you have a life, you broke. Stop fronting on IG. You bum. <laughs> <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Yeah, dot, dot, dot. Caps, <laughs> you bum. Who calls a female a bum? That's I don't a know. That's like you bum is like something that a, a fan says to a player on like a field. You bum. Yeah. Like, get off the field, you bum. Like something like that. That's word. so weak. Especially after basically calling her a hoe and saying, I banged you in a week. <laughs> then all of a sudden, you, you bum. Yeah. It's like uh, what Del Rio said. You're not the boss of yeah. me. Then he says it again. He It goes a lot more and he's bitching about, you know, basically her being a hoe and her family's a bunch of mooches and all that shit. And then he mm-hmm. finishes it with, and he uses your bum again. Yes. Ha ha ha, you a bum. You live off me. Can't do nothing without me. I'm rich and you're broke. <laughs> Done. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, she's, hey, she's looking for a payday. She yeah. got hit up. Now she's trying to hit him up. She did well for herself. He's going to have to pay. I'm sure he already does. You would think. I mean, he's a millionaire, <laughs> well, he right? It, yeah. Just ask Adrian Peterson, though, how far that goes. Yeah. You know, he's, uh, what does he have? Nine illegitimate children, I think. <laughs> right. You got to pay does. to play, man. No, I know. I know. <laughs> you got to pay to play. But damn, God help you if you were in that room when the two of them were arguing. Shit, if they're putting it all out there for everyone to see. And, and like I said, that's just... That's just a couple of them. I mean, everybody's got to take a look at that rant. That was a that was a while back, but shit. It was when McCoy was relevant. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Shady. <laughs> Probably during his Eagles days when he was annihilating Washington. Washington. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. So uh, my number two, I've actually got a 2A and a 2B. This is a little different, but they're all Hulk Hogan, the immortal Hulk Hogan, the, the goat. I'm good with the goat. So he's a little old and doesn't understand Twitter, apparently. <laughs> So, <laughs> and, um, you know, he was just trying to get his bearings together. So if anybody remembers, there was a lot of issues when it came to Hulk Hogan and black people. So he was in a private conversation. He was basically <laughs> said that he didn't want his daughter, Brooke, to be with a, a black man. The only way that he'd be OK with that is if he played professional basketball. <laughs> is that it? Yeah, he's like yeah, that's very specific. Not yes. football; it has to be basketball. Well, I think he was like in general, like oh, okay. at least the guy All can right. be rich. Oh, you know? there you go, there you, you go. know that that's kind of what okay. he meant well. by that. But so you know, he didn't realize he was being recorded, and it was in in his home. But the tweets are pretty funny. In this case, he didn't actually do any tweets on his own, though. He retweeted other people's tweets because <laughs> I don't think he really understood how this worked. So the first one came from Michaela Han. I guess that's a girl, but she goes, Hey Hulk, I went balls deep on Brooke. Can I get a retweet? <laughs> <laughs> Brooke being his daughter. And um, he was nice enough to give her a retweet. <laughs> 
Oh my so that, god. That's awesome. That's great. But then my two B is so back to what I was talking about when it the racist comments. Yeah. So <laughs> some guy or a lot of people noticed that Hogan kept uh retweeting these tweets. And people kept putting in just black people saying, like for instance, this guy <laughs> Monkey D Jiggy was his name. He said, Hulk Hogan, everybody says stuff from time to time. Don't forget me and my dad will always have your back, brother. Okay, that'd be fine. But the, <laughs> the thing was, it was a picture of Drake, the rapper, and ex-English soccer player Rio Fernand, and he just thought they were regular black guys. You know, he didn't know that there was a difference. So what they kept doing was these like people that were actually well-known, and he kept retweeting them to legitimize his non-hatred towards black people. Oh, my gosh. So he must have done this like eight times. And every single time it was some, you know, either a football player or, you know, somebody he just didn't so, know. He's just like, they're black. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to go ahead and retweet what it. because a fucking moron. So it, <laughs> so it made him look even worse. Right. So that's what he kept doing there. But anyway, that's my number two. Going back to the first tweet. Yeah. The ball's so deep. He just, <laughs> so he just... Can, can I say something real quick? Yeah. So... As you guys know, I, I'm in staffing, and one of the first people that I ever recruited, okay, I'm in IT, right? And we recruit a lot of Indian people. They just tend to do a lot of IT work. And I talk to a lot, you know, a lot of people with accents, heavy accents. So I found this guy on LinkedIn. He looked like a perfect fit for a specific job that we had, and his name was Ball Deep Mac. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, this just reminded me of this. And so I, I, I got his number and I was like, man, I got to call this guy. But I was expecting him to be like, hello, this is Baldeep. You know, that kind of thing. But wow, you actually do that pretty well. Good I job. speak to a lot of, of Indian yeah. folks. But then this guy picks up and he goes, I swear to God, Noel, it was exactly like this. He goes, hello, this is Baldeep. Like, <laughs> like he was so proud of it. No accent, just like sounded like a, a guy on the New, like New York Stock Exchange or something. What a you beast! Know? Yeah, he's like he just owned yeah, it. This is and ball then, deep, damn it! <laughs> you got a problem? I laughed in his ear and hung up the phone on. Him. <laughs> no joke, hundred percent true. And I never spoke to Ball Deep again. I do see Ball Deep from time to time on LinkedIn, and he's his career is is taken off. Good for and, him. Um, yeah, and he's doing well for himself. Good for and him. No one will ever forget a name like that. I think oh, he automatically no. gets a job just because his name's Ball Deep and he doesn't have an accent. He's a beast. Yeah, no. Ball. I mean, he's... Good for Ball. Yeah, good for Deep. <laughs> is it Ball or is it Deep? <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah, well, according to him, it's Ball Deep. Hey, that's how he introduces himself. You know, hey, it's his name, damn it. Anyway, that's, that's my ball deep story. But anyway, I, I cut you off. I'm no, sorry. No, no. Let's move on. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're moving on to number one, right? What's your number one? Uh, so my number one is Laramie Tunsil. This isn't a dialogue tweet. This is a video put on Twitter. Now, this <laughs> idiot, I don't know how it was put on, girlfriend, whatever, Hacked. Hacked. Yeah, right. Like People are hacking your fucking... You're that important that people are going to go on there and hack your shit. So anyway, he decided to take a video or somebody videoed him of him with a gas mask on with a bong connected to it. <laughs> I remember this. This is the day before the draft. 
this guy's supposed to be drafted potentially top picks, best tackle in the draft. He ends up going 13th. He costs himself $8 million. And he proceeds to not only does he have the mask on and he's hitting this bong, he takes it off. At least keep yourself incognito. We get it. You smoke a bong. Who gives a shit? But really? You moron? Really? It was like a World War II like, yeah, <laughs> like gas mask. It was like it was like post-apocalyptic mask with a freaking bong tape to it. You, everybody's got to check it out. But what a moron. Uh, yeah, like I said, probably cost himself about $8 million. He made the All-Pro last year. He's a beast. But yeah, we should have traded for him. Yeah, hell Fucking. yeah. But this video will go down in infamy. He'll never shake this damn thing. But, you know, hey, it looked like he had fun for that 17-second video. But There's it, no conceivable way, Noel, that this guy posted that himself hours before the draft there's <laughs> I not i don't give a shit how stupid you are <laughs> something had to have happened there that the girlfriend was in his dorm room and posted it or you know some guy that hated him while, who knows but yeah the fact that he recorded himself as a fucking moron to do that to begin with to yeah. open up the possibility of that happening but yeah i remember that one well and it was freaking hilarious <laughs> I love the gas mask. It was such a oh, beast. Oh, it's so awesome. And he Full takes it off. coverage. It's just, it's just after he takes it off, it's just woof. Yeah, it's not like like Bane's mask or something. It, it covers his oh, entire face. Oh, hell yeah. It's beast, man. <laughs> or even find something like that. <laughs> All right. Finish things off. My number one. It's not that funny, but I thought it was a number one for a beloved Washington player from both of our standpoints. Yep. Gilbert Arenas, when he brought guns into the Wizards locker room. Now, and I kind of thought this was funny at the time, that picture that surfaced with um, him dancing around Antoine Jameson and, and, and Sean Steve said he's doing the little bang, bang, you know, bang, bang, <laughs> you know, after, oh, after they said that he brought the guns in with that dickhead Javaris Crittenton, who's actually in jail right now for, I believe, murdering someone with a gun, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. Yeah, yeah so. he really did the bang, bang. So the day after that Gilbert was accused of bringing these guns in, he decided to put out a tweet. And this was in Twitter's infancy back in, what, 2011 or something. I mean, looking through this, they didn't even have, you know how they have those like little pictures, like the, the snapshot of Twitter? Washington Post actually typed it out, and so did everybody else. So this, that's how old this is. <laughs> so I was like confused. Did he do it? Th- but anyway, so this is what he said. I wake up this morning and seen I was the new John Wayne in caps. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. L-M-A-O, I believe that's laughing my ass off. Media is too funny. So the NBA didn't like that very much that he decided to tweet that out. And of course, in conjunction with the picture of him laughing his ass off with the bang bang, they said, say la vie, say la vie, <laughs> suspended him and he never played again for your Washington Wizards. Yeah, it's sad. He was one of the trailblazers for the stupid tweet. Oh, that's for sure. He was always ahead of his time. Always was in basketball, on the floor, tweets. Always ahead of his time. Always just a couple years too soon. Gilbert tends to say a lot of dumb shit, but listen to the guy. He's he's super smart. I heard uh, on Moderno's show. He's sharp as a tack, man. He really is. He knows his stuff. He he knows about basketball. He just knows about a lot of things other than basketball. And it's, it's a shame. I was always so impressed with Gilbert. Loved his antics off the court poor gilbert what could have been what could have been but still he'll have a couple things that go down in wizards lore yeah you know the big shots ahead of his time had some good teams had some great tweets and the bang bang thing man everybody's <laughs> gonna know it i remember what i saw that i was like no 
No, don't do bang, that. Bang, bang. I don't know. <laughs> Cactus Jack. I had that as my wallpaper for a little bit. I remember that, actually. That was like the last hurrah of Gil. You got anything else? No, that's everything. I think I, right. I'm going to get on Twitter now. If I knew how to use it. Well, good luck with that. Godspeed. I'll smash a retweet on anything like Hogan. Fucking idiot. <laughs> Just retweet everything. <laughs> well, I'm going to go find Ball Deep, I think. <laughs> it's been many years since the last time we've spoken. But that's going to do it for this episode. We're on all major podcast platforms. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you like this show, please share it on social media. Again, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, the Facebook group, and our website, BeltwaySportsBros.com. Quick program note. Speaking of Wizards, we're going to have our old buddy, Wizards insider, Matt Moderno. He's going to be making his return to the show. I believe it's third. I didn't know about this. Oh, you didn't? No. <laughs> making an executive decision here uh, and all. Oh, oh yeah? Oh, yeah. No, I see. The invites only go one way. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that you would approve of his appearance. There so we I go. thought uh, we keep it <laughs> null skidding, of course. No, it's going to be fun. The draft and little draft party. Be good. Yeah, the draft is Wednesday, so we're going to have the show on Tuesday. Do a little pre-draft show. Uh, Matt is pretty dangerous when it comes to knowing draft and all things wizards. So join us on that and we will see you on Tuesday.